Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 223. A deep, dark color under the sodium lights that might have been red and might have been green. This is Tessie, the old man said. Ain't she a beaut? He patted her proprietarily, where the hood curved up and arched over the front nearside wheel. What make is she? asked Shadow. She's a Went Phoenix. Went went under in 31. Name was bought by Chrysler, but they never made any more Wents. Harvey Went, who founded the company, was a local boy. Went out to California. Killed himself in, oh, 1941, 42. Great tragedy. The car smelled of leather and old cigarette smoke. Not a fresh smell, but as if enough people had smoked enough cigarettes and cigars in the car over the years that the smell of burning tobacco had become part of the fabric of the car. The old man turned the key to the ignition, and Tessie started first time. Tomorrow, he told Shadow, she goes into the garage. I'll cover her with a dust sheet, and that's where she'll stay until spring. Truth of the matter is, I shouldn't be driving her right now with snow on the ground. Doesn't she ride well in the snow? Rides just fine. It's the salt they put on the roads to melt the snow. Rusts these old beauties faster than you would believe. You want to go door to door, or would you like the moonlight grand tour of the town? I don't want to trouble you. It's no trouble. You get to be my age. You're grateful for the least wink of sleep. I'm lucky if I get five hours a night nowadays. Wake up and my mind is just turning and turning. Where are my manners? My name's Hinselman. I'd say call me Richie, but round here folks who know me just call me plain Hinselman. I'd shake your hand, but I need two hands to drive Tessie. She knows when I'm not paying attention. Mike Hensel, said Shadow. Pleased to meet you, Hinselman. So we'll go round the lake. Grand tour, said Hinselman. Main Street, which they were on, was a pretty street, even at night, and it looked old-fashioned in the best sense of the word, as if for a hundred years people had been caring for that street and they had not been in a hurry to lose anything they liked. Hinselman pointed out the town's two restaurants as they passed. And that's our page. So, Tessie is part of the older gentleman that we now know is Hinselman, a Went Phoenix, which, as far as I can tell, was not ever an actual car. Similarly, Harvey Went doesn't appear to have existed as a car maker in the time frame referenced. However, the name Went comes from the German and Danish, And that's something we'll see a bit more of in this part of the novel. A number of the names that crop up in and around Lakeside are German, and historically about one-third of Wisconsin people in the 1850s were from German-speaking countries, and Germans were the largest minority of non-English speakers in the state by the turn of the 20th century. So this man's full name is Richie Hinselman, as he states, I forgot his name was Richie because he's only really referred to as Hinselman throughout the rest of the novel. The name itself is German, going back quite a ways, at least until 1584. And it's easier to track this name so it's precisely because the name Hinselman was originally the name of a kobold who lives in a castle in Lower Saxony, Germany. A kobold, if you're unfamiliar, is a fairy-like creature from German folklore that's typically invisible but can show their form in a number of ways, including as a child-sized human. Some kobolds occupy homes in a sort of house spirit way where they help with the chores, but then will play nasty tricks when insulted or ignored. Some occupy ships and assist sailors, and still others live in mines deep under the earth, much like the knockers we discussed back in Essie's story. The original Hinselman is often compared to Puck, or Robin Goodfellow, who you might remember from A Midsummer Night's Dream, or Gaiman's own Sandman comic series, in that he was often mischievous, but could be very good fortune or very bad fortune, depending on his temperament. He appeared regularly as a child-sized man, all in red velvet, though no one would ever confuse him for a child because he could appear in his true form as a naked man-child holding two crossed knives in his hands, so not necessarily quite as benevolent as he might seem, especially on first appearance. 
Shadow doesn't learn about Hinzelman's status as a kobold until much later in the novel, but it seems worthwhile to point it out now, and we can discuss this in more detail later on. But when you hear his stories and think about how there's always been a Hinzelman in Lakeside, well, you'll know why. Hinzelman is about to put Tessie in storage for the winter, as the road and as the road salt that's used to melt snow is absolute hell on the underside of most cars. I had to replace a large number of things on an old Pontiac Grand Am I owned in 2004 due to the same sort of salt that was used on the East Coast roads as well. Notice too, the main street is described as old-fashioned in the best sense of the word, and how the it seemed like people had made it specifically because they didn't want to get rid of anything they liked. And I think that's why I particularly like these lakeside portions of the novel. It reminds me an awful lot of Stockbridge, Massachusetts, and much of Berkshire County where I grew up. I haven't been back there in... It's probably been about eight, nine years, maybe a little less. And I imagine that when I get there, there'll be some small changes. There might be a new stop sign, or they may finally have painted the crosswalks the color they're supposed to legally, even though Norman Rockwell didn't paint them that way. But overall, I expect that the changes will be pretty insignificant. And it's also reflective of how Hinzelman likes this part of the world and how he likes this town specifically. And we can talk about it as the chapter goes on here, about just how much control he has over this sort of thing and how that plays out. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues as the show's theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>